thank you for worshiping with us, whether in person, through live stream, podcast, or sermon by phone. Today and next couple of Sundays, we welcome Jennifer McDonald as our music director, as Louise is taking a vacation break. Welcome, Jennifer. Offering plates will continue to be available at the entrances. Please check the bulletin for other ways to give and contact the church office if you require assistance. Junior church returns today, so children will be going to the auditorium during the children's hymn following the time for all ages. Food boxes are always in demand. Please consider including a few items when you are doing your weekly shopping. A list of items required is available on the Trinity website. It's as simple as donating an item each Sunday. Boxes are available to receive donations at each entrance. A copy of the bulletin can be found on Trinity's website, trinitysummerside.ca, or available by contacting the church office. Please review the bulletin for the activities of the life and work of Trinity as we move back into the many activities here at Trinity, including the following. An update on hospital visitation for ministry personnel, Reverend Rachel is back on her home visits. The sign-up book is at the back of the church. Information on transfer of membership and an information on what's happening now in the new year. It's never too late to sign up and participate in these events. We acknowledge that the land upon which we gather is unceded Mi'kmaq territory. Epiquit, Prince Edward Island, is covered by the historic treaties of peace and friendship. We pay our respects to the indigenous Mi'kmaq people who have occupied this island for over 12,000 years, past, present, and future. Thank you, Nancy. I am the Reverend Rachel Campbell, and I'm the minister here at Trinity United Church. Welcome. For those who were brave enough to come out today and be here, and for those, I'm maybe not as brave, but I can understand, it's a little icy out there, who are watching from home online. It's wonderful to have you with us. I have a few things that I'd like to announce today. One is a great honor that I think that we should uh, acknowledge and definitely want to do that. Sir, I want to get to you to stand up, please. Searle was honored to have been nominated and chosen by his colleagues to be honorary president of the Dalhousie Medical Alumni Association, a Lifetime Achievement Award for his work with national and international boards and committees over and above his medical practice here in Summerside. Congratulations. Let's give him a round of applause. I am blessed by Cyril, not only as part of the choir here at Trinity, but every single week his wisdom is shared in our Zooming the lectionary, and I appreciate your wisdom being shared with us every single week. So thank you, Cyril. Also, we have a birth to announce. We want to congratulate our music director, Louise Elder. I'm sure she's watching from Ontario, and her husband, Ken, on the birth of a new grandson, Sullivan, earlier last week. He arrived just in time for Grammy's visit, with, and so Louise told me, and mom and dad and babe are doing fine. And also, if you're noticing that Nancy's really, really, really happy over here, she's retired, officially retired, after almost 30 years, was it? Almost 30 years, Grant and Thornton. Congratulations. 
And yes, there are birthdays. We have our birthdays. I'm just going to list them out. Elaine Burroughs, I hear your birthday. Yes, I know. I've heard your birthday is January the 18th. I also know that Dorothy Goody, who's watching from home, was January the 13th. Betty Strongman, Blair, let Betty know. We wish her a happy birthday as well on January the 15th today. And on January the 19th, we have Troy Beck. Right back there, yes. And last week I heard that the minister filling in for me forgot to mention a birthday girl, an epiphany baby. How do you not remember our only epiphany baby that I know of? And that's Nancy. So, Jen, take it away. Happy birthday, dear friends. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear friends. Happy birthday to you. And on that note, let us prepare ourselves for worship. As the Christ candle flickers within the sanctuary, we're reminded of that light of Christ that we carry not only within us, but we share it out into the world. And as such, let us join in the call to worship together. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. Amen. Amen.
And as we come and, and continue to enter into this time of epiphany, we come for a variety of reasons. And today we share in the gathering prayer together. Loving God, the light of epiphany shines. Help us make room. Allow the light to shine into a place where transformation can begin and change take root. In the darkest of the winters, the light of Epiphany reminds us of hope, peace, joy, and love. And as we gather, we prepare ourselves, remembering the words that Jesus taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. It is wonderful to be back with you. It was great to be able to recharge batteries and to come back today. And uh, for those who are visiting with us, for those who have been here before, this is a time in the service where you come forward, though the children and the youth, anyone that's taken part in the, uh, uh, the junior church can come forward onto the steps, and we have a little story time. So if you want to come forward, please do. I know we're a small but mighty crew today, but you're welcome to come forward. Some sit in the front row, some will sit on the steps, and we're going to share a little bit of a story with you. Welcome. Come on forward. I'm Reverend Rachel. You're going to see me every Sunday. Come on, there we go. You can sit right in the steps with them. Excellent. Hello, Anna Bessie. You have a seat too. Wonderful. Great. So I have a question for you. Who knows? Raise your hand if you know the game Simon Says. Okay, so... I'm, I'm kind of new to Simon Says. So how does Simon Says work? Eloise, how does it work? So one person plays Simon, okay? And then so that person uh, says Simon Says and then does an action, then you do it. What about if they say the action but they don't say Simon Says? then you lose. So the trick, you're trying to trick that person, right? So let's try it then, okay? Can, can, I, be, can I be Simon? Okay, I'm going to see if I can get it. Okay, everybody, ready? Simon says, touch your nose. Simon says, touch an ear. Touch the top of your head. Oh, I get it now. Okay, okay. So the idea is to try to get the person to listen to your words in order for them to win the game. If they don't listen to the words and actions at the same time, if you're doing this, but they don't say, what does it say? What are you supposed to hear? If you don't hear Simon says, then you're not supposed to do the actions, right? Well, in our story today that Hannah's going to share, we have John the Baptist. And we've been talking about John the Baptist before Christmas and Advent, where John was saying, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. There's going to be this this person who's going to come and he's going to tell you the truth. Listen. Listen. And he's going to show you through his words that he actually means what he says. Because in the game Simon Says, if I'm touching my head and I don't say Simon Says, I'm not really meaning, I'm not telling you the right instructions, am I? 
It's almost, I'm getting everybody confused. Have you ever been confused? Yeah, a lot, yes, me too. So it can happen where we get confused. So today, I want you to think about that, that when people who love you, who care for you, maybe give you some good advice, it's for you to be able to win, right? And if someone is not giving you great advice or trying to trick you, like Simon, when Simon doesn't say, Simon says, then we need to stop and think and pause and listen. So Hannah's going to share us with a story with us about John the Baptist saying, here he finally is, the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. John the Baptist was always talking about Jesus. He talked and talked and talked. The day after John baptized Jesus, he saw Jesus walking toward him on a busy road. Look, everyone, the Lamb of God, John said to the people around him. John told everyone about how God sent Jesus to earth. He let the people know that Jesus was the Lamb of God, which meant he would save everyone from the bad things they do in their lives. Then he explained what had happened after he baptized Jesus. A dove came down from heaven, and God said, This is my son, who I love. Day after day, whenever John saw Jesus, he told the crowds that Jesus was the Lamb of God. As people heard what John said, they became followers of Jesus too. Wonderful. So you're going to learn in the auditorium about John and about Jesus. And this is the very beginning of Jesus' teaching. He is going to teach everyone, and they're going to start to follow him. So on that note, as we sing together the children's hymn, I want you to follow one another into the auditorium to have some fun with your leaders. Sound good? All right. Have fun. Apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God that is in Corinth to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus called to be saints together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ both their Lord and ours grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, 
so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the partnership of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. me in prayer. Let us pray. Loving God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, dear God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This reintroduction to John the Baptist in the Gospel of John is one that always captures my attention. It must have felt wonderful to see the proclamation and revelation come together for John, especially for John. The teachings and the actions matching. Enter Jesus, who lived by the word, was the word, and responded to those around him in a way that pushed back on the earthly by showing us the kingdom of God and the very nature of God in a new way. And as we know, words and actions need to match. And that matching is not always the case in the world that we live in. Do as I say and not as I do is a saying that some or most of us would be familiar with. And as I thought about those words, the words and actions matching, that phrase kept coming to mind. So I did some research of this phrase and I found it linked to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 23, verse 3, that says, Therefore, do whatever they teach you and follow it, but do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. Jesus is being very clear that the teachings are good, accurate, but those that teach it are not living them out, and the hearers, they must be aware of it. So when 
Within that saying, do as I say, not as I do, there's a lot happening. A lot being said in a short sentence. Simply put, we are being asked to practice what we preach. We're being asked to do and be better. We're being asked to truly follow the example of the good, the wisdom of the good, and do it, not just say it. To follow the teachings of our Christian faith by living them out. To truly be examples of those good teachings. And as we've experienced in our Time for All Ages earlier this morning, the words and the actions must coincide when we play the game, Simon says. And as such, we need to listen, we need to watch, and only respond together when we hear the command, Simon says. To respond when the teachings match the action. Simply put, do not follow Simon if you don't hear that simple command of Simon says. And as you know, Simon says is only a game. But I think it's a good way to emphasize that we are all witnesses to a lot in this world. There's a lot of noise in this world. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of commands, a lot of voices saying so many different things. So many obstacles and choices to make. On what direction do I go in? We must navigate how we will respond into the teachings of Jesus within our day-to-day -day experiences of this world. And that is not easy. Many times, I'm sure we've asked ourselves that famous question, really famous in the 1970s, what would Jesus do? And when we ask ourselves that, we are basically trying to match our response with our actions, with the teachings we know that coincide with our Christian values. In that moment of asking, what would Jesus do? We actually start a discernment process to navigate a response that makes sense for us as Christians. And it takes discernment. Which means in the Christian context, as stated in the Oxford Online Dictionary, in the Christian context, discernment is perception in the absence of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding. So trying to understand from a place of non-judgment while following the teachings of our faith and accepting the companionship of Jesus with us. And as such, we're asking, what would Jesus do? The process of discernment is what we are called to do as Christians. But discernment, again, it's not easy. And I would say that the idea of Christian discernment is radical in its very nature. Within the process of discernment, we are being asked to pause, no matter what's going on, and to look at our responses prayerfully. I don't know about you, but when I'm worked up about something and I need to respond, that's a difficult thing to do. Oh, Rachel, calm down and respond prayerfully. Respond into the teachings of your faith. Not always easy. We're being asked to not just go along with the world, 
because sometimes it's easier just to go along with the world, but to pause and to look at our response within this world and to make sure that our actions match our Christian faith, our beliefs, and the teachings that we've been taught through Jesus. That is very radical. That's a very radical way of being in this world. Jesus himself, through his teachings and actions, has taught us this radical way of being. So on this second Sunday of Epiphany, we're being asked to be accountable for not only our words, the words we share, but live into those words. However, when you look at the season of Epiphany, just think about the season of Epiphany, thinking, why is this here today and this Sunday in our lectionary readings? The season of Epiphany is a season where we are to experience the manifestation of Christ for all of us the divine with us, word becoming flesh, working, living, and being amongst us. How radical is that? God with us. Jesus is living into the teachings right before our eyes. And in the Gospel of John, even John the Baptist is saying, look, I told you. Remember those teachings? Remember that one voice crying out in the wilderness? Well, here you go, folks. Here's the action, folks. Here it is. The one that I not only told you about, the prophecy is now being fulfilled. Right here in front of you now. Witness the works of God with us. And guess what? Some did. They witnessed. And some became followers of Jesus. They responded. And that's why we're here today. I know it's certainly why I'm here today. We see that response again in the epistle lesson that Liam shared. The Apostle Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So fast forward a bit. We've gone from God with us, John the Baptist, here is our Lord. To Jesus, through the teachings, throughout the teachings, showing us how actions and words match. And the waiting now, we're on the other side of this, in the time of Paul and today, waiting for the Jesus coming again. And all through this, we're to continue to respond. We are commissioned to respond. It is our mission to be the hands and feet of Christ's ministry continuing out in the world today. We do that through discernment and respond as Christ would. That's our prayer. Waiting for his coming again. So today, like back then, we are being asked to truly witness the works of Christ and more than just seeing is believing, but in the teachings themselves. And remember, the teachings are to be in a way of love. And if they're not, then they're not of God. We are being asked to do and be more within the teachings of Jesus. And guess what Paul tells us? We're equipped to do more. Jesus told his disciples that. We're equipped to do more. However, we're not going to be alone in any of this. 
Jesus is with us and gives us the courage to respond into this world when he reminds us in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 12. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these because I'm going to the Father. We're not going to be alone in this. You see, this is more than a game of Simon Says. It's a response of love that Jesus taught. A radical love that we are to discern, discern within the chaos of this world and respond with the rules of the game well established in our knowing. And as the words of the hymn, How Clear Is Our Vocation, Lord, shares, Lord, when once we heed your call to live according to your word and daily learn, refreshed, restored, that you are over all and will not let us fall. In following Christ, we become his follower. And now we must continue to respond as such knowing that we are never alone. All glory is God's. Amen.
Good morning. At the refugee point in Barbas, a small Hungarian village on the border of Ukraine, ACT Alliance, members, <coughs> excuse me, for people fleeing the Ukraine war are offering help. The scenes are heartbreaking. Families confined to underground subway stations, children standing alone in endless lines at the borders, mothers printing their names and contact information in permanent marker on their children's backs, lest they get separated or worse. Since this war started in Ukraine, over 7.9 million refugees have fled the Ukraine, 90% of them women and children, because the men are required to stay behind. A gift to MS of $25 would provide families fleeing from the Ukraine with a hygiene package containing items like toothpaste, laundry detergent, and disinfectant. A gift of $38 would provide one food basket with staples such as cooking oil, buckwheat, canned fish, dried peas, and condensed milk. And $40 would provide one hygiene package plus a supply of incontinence products. Kathy Murphy, who's the United Church's annual giving associate, remarks, what really strikes me about the food basket is the attention to detail. It has chocolate and cookies in it. That speaks volumes about going beyond the survival basics and trying to build morale. The hygiene basket is thoughtful too. It's not just about personal hygiene. It includes laundry and cleaning products. And remembering the incontinence materials for those who need them is all about people maintaining their dignity. We can't end the war in Ukraine, but we can do something to help. Your gifts to MS will always make a difference in someone's life. Thank you, Sharon, for reminding us that response is important. And we can respond in so many different ways. And each week, Sharon offers us stories of what is happening not only within Canada, but around the world, and how we can make a difference, even here in Summerside PEI, for one another, our neighbors, around the world and right next door. But we need to pause, and we need to respond. And we do that each and every week, and I think that's why it's important to offer a blessing to that response, a blessing to that commissioning. So please join me in prayer. Gracious God, we bring our gifts, bless them and us. We pray that the gifts received here today aid in the betterment of this world, that love is revealed, nourishment offered, and healing initiated. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
Please join me in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give thanks for our continuing commissioning to do your work. Give us the wisdom to see beyond our own wants and to truly live out your teachings of love. You are with us. And give us the courage to discern and to respond. We are thankful for your presence and the teachings that help us, that help us continue to live, work, and be in a place of becoming within this world. And Holy God, we know that many in our communities are feeling hurts and dealing with brokenness and loss. Many who are fighting illness and dealing with a wide range of, of treatments. Allow them to know your love and the love of this church community that surrounds them. Give them the strength to reach out and give us the mission to respond and reach back. You know us all by name. You know each of our situations. We are never alone in your love. And loving God, remind us to pause and breathe and discern our responses. We know that the weight of this world can be so heavy, but we cannot turn away. Help us to act as we have been taught. We pray for peace. We pray for understanding. We pray for better responses in places of leadership. We pray for cruelty to stop and the atrocities that this world can bring to stop. Be with us as we discern when to act and when to listen. We also pray the leaders of this world do likewise, to listen, to truly listen and to act with love and with grace. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
watching from home today um, and again it's better to be safe and, and to be there I'm looking at the time too I want to make sure that you're out in lots of time if you have to go anywhere please be safe also for those who have children in junior church when you leave here you just go up the stairs to the left and to the right that's up the stairs to the auditorium to the left and then to the right and you will find your children there I'm sure they had a lot of fun but as you leave this place today, one of the things we talked about in our Zoom in the lectionary on Friday was how important a commissioning is. And that is a response to do something in this world, to respond into this world. So as you leave this place today, I commission you all to be alert, to stand firm in the faith, to be valiant and strong, but let all that you do be done out of love. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen and hallelujah.
that went well, then we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. So we're going to do 9.30 again. Jen?